Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 39. That's right. 39. 39. 39. Three times three, nine. Nice. 39. Podcast inside, only inside the podcast, represented by being indoors, four walls, one roof, one ceiling. Welcome to a very special episode. Today we are joined by, some may say, the golden voice for mm. podcasting. Mm-mm-mm. This man has a voice that turns microphones into gold. Oh, yeah. In fact, check eBay after this episode is dropped because I'm putting the microphone on eBay after it's turned to gold. Solid gold. Ladies and gentlemen, please put your hands together for the one, the only, the Joe Schweik. The Joe Schweik. Well, Schweik? Schweik? Yeah. Yeah. Schweik. We're going to call it that way. Schweik. Yeah. So what you're saying is I have a voice equivalent to that of Morgan Freeman because like when you say golden voice, That's my first, golden my, voice. I think Morgan Freeman because yeah. when yeah. I see a lot of nature documentaries, whatever it is, I hear a voice and the first thing that comes to mind, Morgan Freeman. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah. So yeah, I wouldn't say I'm like that God tier. I maybe that's S tier. Like if you're going to rank my voice saying I have like a, a golden voice and I'm going to turn this mic into literally solid gold. <laughs> if you're going to put me on a tier list, like what would that be? I would put you like A tier, you know. A tiers. That's actually that is very A tier. Yeah, that's high. Mm-hmm. I do be high though. I, I got know. a story, Joe. You know the story. I don't know if Jacob, you know the story. I don't know. But we'll um, long time ago, um, in the the realm of high school, you came over to my house for a project. We were working on some sort of poster board, whatnot, and it required us to use markers and you know color something or whatnot. You came to my house, and my mother was kind of hanging around or whatnot, and you told my mother, you said, Mrs. Wagner. Your house is beautifully designed, or something along those lines. <laughs> My mother loved that. And after you left, she was like, Joe Schweik is just the polite, like the nicest guy I've ever met. I've never had somebody, like one of your friends, come over to my house and compliment like the colors and the artwork on the house. And she was also like, his voice is so deep and just rich. Like, I love it. <laughs> yeah. no, first off, I got to give you props to impersonating me because that was a spot on impersonation, <laughs> at least from the most spot on I've heard in recent memory. But um, no, like, honestly, I do that to anywhere I go, really. And I was talking to you about it um the other day, in fact, how... um. I just like complimenting people on their house because, you know, when you go into a house, it's like, you know, people work like their lives to like build up enough income to get a nice home for themselves. And they take a lot of time in their days to like, you know, put stuff in particular places, make sure everything looks neat to like the way they want it to look. And, you know, when you people you want them to come into your house, they want to be this is home like this. looks This is where I want to live. So like the fact that like. I go into people's homes and I'm like, well, this is a lovely, like, I love this, how you set up everything, where the pictures are, where the cabinets are, where the TV, just, I'm not going to say in specific detail what it is, but it's just the little things like you have a very nice setup mm-hmm. and it's something people don't normally hear. Yep. And it's really weird that like not too many people do it. And it's like, and I'm sure your mom was like shocked. Cause like normally people don't come in and say like, wow, you have such a nice house, nice living room, whatever it is. And, um, yeah no and then like it just makes them go wow like i never like thought someone would compliment me on that thank you like that's like hard work that i did like to make everything look the way i want it to look it's a great strategy Mm -hmm. uh i've i've implemented this on like not a first date but the first instance of entering my you know this person's home my like a girlfriend's home and like you know i gotta get a good impression with the parents you know i gotta look good and i tell them hey your house looks great and the the one instance that I'm referring to, it was actually phenomenal. It was a great house, and they loved it. Again, yeah. So so Joe, it's a great yeah. piece of advice when you're visiting anyone's home, not just a significant other's or you know a, a good friend's house. Yeah, leaving a good mm-hmm. impression is complimenting the thing that they've been working on for all their lives, pretty much. Yeah, I, I just remember my mom just was the fact that like one of my friends was like, 
I mean, of course, her friends come over for like you know, like a at bonfire type thing or whatnot. Her adult friends, yeah. and they kind of, oh yeah, I love your your carpets, you know. Whatnot. That's adult things. That's adult. That's yeah. adult things. But yeah. they have like a high schooler and like compliments your house. That's like a, that's like a level of maturity right there. So Joe, mm-hmm. my mother, remember. She loves that memory. She thinks you have an awesome voice, and she thinks you're a great person. And you are, Joe. But I want to get back to the voice, Joe. Yeah. Joe, have you ever realized that you have a fantastic voice? I mean, honestly, low-key, I'm not too fond of my voice. Really? I am not too fond of my voice at all. I feel like it's too deep. And a lot of the times when I speak, because growing up, I had to take, um, I had a hard time pronouncing R's or W's, and okay. sometimes I, I mixed up letters, so I had to take some, uh, some specialized classes to, um, help me pronounce things better. Speech and pathology stuff? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sure. Okay. And, um, no, and for the longest time I had a hard time pronouncing certain words, and even to this day when I say certain things, it comes out wrong, and then people are like, did you really just say that word that way? I can't get off the top of my head the words I'd say, and when I say it wrong, it's like in the moment kind of stuff, but like, it's little things like those that kind of like irritate me where I'm like, I'm not sure, like, because here's the thing, like, it's it's fine to get praised, like, obviously you're saying, like, I have a golden voice or whatever, but, like, even then, it's like, I still, and people are always self-conscious about themselves, they always want to pick out some things about them, like, some people say, like, oh, like, but there's nothing to be, like, wrong about, but, like, well, it's like, I see myself every day, and I hear myself talk every day, Yeah. and it's like, you know, the same thing when, like, you're being recorded or something, or you're on camera or something, and then you hear the playback of your voice, and you're like sheesh do i really really sound like that <laughs> like like actually and then it's like yeah but like obviously like i, I appreciate the compliment and stuff course, but yeah. honestly for me it's like it's just any ordinary voice honestly i just feel like it's too deep and if it was a little more a little <laughs> more i love Joe, that you, you know what it sounds like to me you sound like like a weightlifter who has like this yeah, ripped arm he's like oh my arms are too big or too big i gotta cut back on <laughs> no, that. no 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 <laughs> if you mind sharing your deep voice with me that'd be great if you just like sacrifice some of your deepness yeah. of your voice the for me, deepness of my voice yeah. no absolutely no it was actually funny because for the longest time i hit puberty pretty late because growing up in um well in middle school all my friends hit puberty relatively soon so in middle school i was um how tall was i because right now I'm like 6'1". I just figured I was 6'1". But mm-hmm. um, when I'm middle school, I was like 5'6", five, 5'5". Five, five. I forgot how tall I was. But then all my friends were reaching puberty. They were getting tall, starting to get, you know, the, you know, like... The beard? Yeah, the beard. Like yeah. the peach fuzz right there. And then um, the voices were dropping, the whole shabeel. And then I was relatively late to the party. And everyone in middle school was going off. And yeah. <laughs> and high school hits. And then, and then you pop up. And then I pop up. No, it was <laughs> funny, though, because um, from... Freshman year to sophomore year, I went from like five five to like five eleven six foot. Yeah, and like I hit it, and I know my one friend growing up um would always say like, "Wow, I I'm taller than you now." Like I would always like shove it in my face, being like in middle school, like I'm so much taller than you, like blah blah blah, saying he has more masculinity in him than me, obviously, Mm because he was proud of himself. I'm like, well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna like you know jump on you for that, absolutely. But then obviously high school hit, and then I got a lot taller. But the problem was like when your voice drops for the first time it drops low mm-hmm. like low low like if you think my voice is low now like when i hit puberty and my voice literally just dropped like yeah. you literally dropped the hammer like <laughs> oh man like my sister everyone will like make fun of me on occasion because like they'd be like oh i'm joe swy cross country star <laughs> whatever it is and like go off saying like you know very very deep just like just them like impersonating me and it was like not a good impersonation but the point that they're making was my voice was very very deep mm-hmm. and it was really funny and <laughs> And it was just so funny because for the longest time, my sister and I was in cross country and um, track in high school. My sister was on badminton and she was telling to her friends like, oh, yeah, that's my. And then they coined a nickname for me, Joe Swy cross country star. Okay. And anytime I would see them like come back from practice, do whatever they'd be in um, 
the indoor um feel like the you know the indoor gym doing whatever practicing badminton doing you know practicing and then um they would just come yell at me and be like joe swat cross country star <laughs> and like you know in a really deep like monotone voice and i'm like i mean it made me feel insecure because i'm like is my voice really that deep and then i talked to my friends about it and they're like yeah it's pretty deep joe but obviously it's leveled out since mm-hmm. then but obviously it's different when you're growing up and obviously like when you hit that stage but then funny enough i got taller and then my one friend that was giving that was like you know saying like oh i'm so much taller than you joe like you're you're not gonna be as tall you're as me. taller than him now right he <laughs> only amounted to like five eight five oh. five eight five nine and then i got imagine several imagine oh, being five eight five nine. i know right the <laughs> yeah. audacity of them <laughs> but um, shrimp. I, no 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 and i still don't let it go to this day because every now and again because like for the longest time he would just saying like joe like I'm, I'm taller than you i'm more athletic than you i'm this i'm that and then obviously how the turntables. Oh. I don't know if anyone have seen The Office, but that is a that how is the a turntables. Turn how the turntables, yes. <laughs> how the turntables, great show. But um, no. And then I kept on even to this day on occasion. I'm like, don't remember. I'm still taller than you. Yeah. Because he like for the longest time he wouldn't like literally daily. He would consistently come to me and be like, yo, like we were still friends and we still like you know do whatever it is we wanted to do. But then he'd always remind me, he's like, hey Joe, guess what? Well, oh. I'm taller than you. Oh, disaster. What a guy. Mm-hmm. I know, right? No, yeah. well, he's still my best friend for life. So, good, but good, you know, good. friends poke fun, they poke fun at each other. Yeah. That, oh, that yeah. was part of the fun of the friendship, but at, yeah. at a time it got annoying. So, yeah. Understood. Yeah. yeah. You know, Joe, I, I love what you talk about with like like the voice and being like confident in yourself and like kind of masculinity. And that kind of got me thinking, like, you know, um, we, we kind of, I'm not, we're not making fun of you, Joe. I'm just complimenting your voice because I love the deep voice. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. you said something like earlier too about like, oh, the listen back to recording of yourself, you know, Joe, I do this every week. Every yeah. week I record myself for an hour, hour and a half. I have to listen to myself. I've not, I've barely listened to any Inside Podcast <laughs> episodes. You're not a fan of the Inside Podcast then. Well, I'm, I'm not a fan of Jacob Pachorski. <laughs> That's what I'm not a fan of. <laughs> I'm not a fan of Jacob Pachorski. That guy's annoying. I hate him. <laughs> and I listen back to my voice. And I'm like, do I really sound like that? I know there, there's some... I, people probably know this, but there is a um, when you talk because your voice is being produced inside your head, your your ears hear it differently. So when you listen to yourself back in recording, it's like it's not that. I don't know how to describe it, but because your ears listen to your voice inside your head, it sounds different to you in your brain. When it, when it's outside, when it's being projected yeah. towards you, like yeah. in a different way, it, it does sound different. Yeah, exactly, sure. exactly, uh-huh. exactly. Yeah. But you know, I, I mean, going back to the deep voice, you know, um, you said like you were insecure about your deep voice right yeah for the longest time and i still kind of want to say i am insecure yeah, I about think, it i don't, I don't think there's anything to be you know, insecure about i'm that. a very insecure guy mm. in, in general like that's sure. just that's just me like in general so it's nothing like it's just me as a person like i always like to judge myself from time and time again but then again everyone does that on occasion yeah, yeah. but I'm, I'm a little more judgmental on myself than others and sure. stuff like that but i feel like that's also a positive in that aspect there's Only definitely positives to that because like yeah. you know like i was talking before about how um school and everything trying to figure out everything i want to do with my life and everything like i'm judging myself to be like i'm like i'm 23 years old at this point and i'm really like not really amounting to too much mm-hmm. and you were saying like it's okay just to live your life do whatever you wanted to do like you have time to do whatever you wanted to do but i feel like judgment on yourself is important as well because it kind of like helps gauge you because at times like sure you can be too harsh on yourself but other times you got to be harsh on yourself so say like you're just at home doing nothing all day and you're content with that i feel like that is the greater evil like if you're just sitting at home because my dad has a um old college friend his son all he does he's like 32 33 works full-time at walmart and just plays video games all day nice that's everything he's amounting to and everything (laughs) and my dad like here's the thing it's his life Mm -hmm. i don't i have a saying i don't judge i observe yeah i don't like Mm -hmm. to judge people i just like to observe them be like all right well it's what they're doing if it makes them happy then so be it like 
you can't be upset with them. Obviously, he's not judging himself too much because he's fully content with working at Walmart full-time. He's fully content with just playing video games all day, just eating, like, Doritos, like, Monster Energy, Gamer Fuel, whatever, yeah. and just going off, doing his thing. So that's fine. Like, more power to him, but that's not me. Mm-hmm. Like, that's sure. not something I can do, and I feel like there's something in life I need to... um do like for example like continue with school do that run a little more just things to help better myself if i feel like i'm sitting down for too long i just feel like i'm not getting anywhere and i need to do something more productive so judgment on yourself can be like obviously like a negative because you're maybe being too hard on yourself but it can also be a positive and like saying like maybe i should change some things about myself so yeah there's got to be a healthy balance for sure oh, I absolutely think, i think uh if you're the absolute maximum side of the spectrum in terms of being judgmental, um, there, there's really no chance to, I guess, reward yourself when you do reach like a certain goal or, or certain expectation that you set on, on yourself. Say you do get that absolutely legendary job or you get that amazing mansion that you've always you know dreamed of or expected of yourself. Um, once you reach that point, I feel like if you're judgmental, like max side spectrum, then you're just well, you know, this job could have been a little bit better. Or there's something. that other mansion down the road that's even bigger. Yeah, you know? it's even bigger. You know, <laughs> so there's always got to be you know greater steps to you know to take. Um, I think if you're the the ideal position, like you know, it's hard to reach. It's not you know, mm-hmm. there there is no ideal position. It's different for everyone. But I would say like being judgmental is good for the reasons you said, but also yeah. being uh, rewarding and just like praising yourself yeah. to some extent yeah. mm-hmm. is very good as well. You know, I said this on the podcast before, and I'll say it again because I think there's a lot of value in this. But the only person you should be judging yourself next to is your past self. Sure, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. I mean, Joe, I kind of like what you said about like you don't judge people, you observe people. Like yeah. that's that's a nice little quote. But I think you know the only person you should be judging is like your past self, right? No, and, and that, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Um, like, um, I mean, with that, that kind of like, I mean, going what you said, Jacob, sure. with like, um, I don't know, kind of find that line between, you know, judging yourself and you know, being content with yourself. If you're looking in your past days, like, oh man, like a month ago, I was sitting at home, eating chips, playing video games. And now, even though I don't have a mansion, even though I don't have a McLaren, but <laughs> I'm not playing video games all day, I have a job or whatnot, you're making those steps. And I think it's okay to you know, give yourself the permission to be happy with yourself and all that. Absolutely. And I feel like everyone deserves happiness for themselves. But like at the same time, it can also be hard. And I love when you said um, you should only compare yourself to your past self because like as of late, that's what I've been doing. Like yeah. I've, I've just been looking at a lot of stuff like I've done in the past, like things that are like beneficial, things that weren't ideal and just like just things in general that just make me cringe, you know, make me feel weird about myself, <laughs> yeah. you know, because I look back at some of the things I've done. And like there's nights I stay, you know, those nights when you like stay up at night, those sleepless nights. <laughs> Where you're yeah. just like staring at the ceiling, just being like, "Did oh I really God, say that? Like, or did I really do that?" Like <laughs> yeah. so and so years ago. So you know this when you go to bed, you hear the birds chirping. Oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Once once you reach like four or five a.m. and and it's like completely pitch yeah. back, but you hear the birds, and I'm like, "Oh no, it's one of those nights." <laughs> no, oh, like God. that was literally me the other night because, yeah. of, like I said, I was in the big sad in that moment, and I was like, I was going like basically, I like to look back in the past way too often than I should. Like you should forgive and forget, obviously, so on and so forth. But like just thinking about like you know just some things I've done and stuff like that. But here's the thing. With every negative that I think about that I've done, it's a positive. Only because it's something I know I'm never going to do again. It's something that I can learn from from my past that, like you said, like you should compare yourself to your past self. If you're a different person now than you were in your past that you seem is less than ideal, then you're making improvements on yourself and you're bettering yourself as a Mm -hmm. person. And I feel like it's like getting to that point where it's like I know like I've had these experiences, whether they be like – 
Because here's the thing, with every bad, there's a good. There's something you can take from every bad experience and something you can learn from it. So it's like, and I love when you're saying like comparing it to your past self because I do compare myself to my past a lot, quite a bit actually. And I also, I always like tell my friends this, like, you know, if I was ever to meet past Joe, current Joe, here's the thing, this is, this is present Joe. Yeah. If I was to go back in time, say it was like 2016, 2015, whatever it was, I'm going to say 2016 for a good number. Mm-hmm. If I was to go back in time and to like know the things that like I was going to do and I knew the things I was going to lead up to that point, honestly, I would just like take myself like to a point and like push him up against the wall and be like, I'm going to beat you. I'm literally going to like. I'm going to fight you. No, like literally, I'm going to fight you. Like th- we're going to throw hands and he's going to be like. You know, like back Joe in high school, he was shaved, didn't have a beard, just very just, yeah, yeah. And he's gonna be like, well, I don't know what to do. And it's like, well, like you're gonna have, to, I'm gonna tell you the truth, the gospel truth, and you're gonna learn because there's so many times where I'm like, I wish I could do things differently, but at the same time, like, no, I don't wish I did things differently because it's turned me into the man I am today. Like based on my decisions that I've done in the past, no, like, what's good, what's bad, and like I like I said, I look back to the past too much, but like I said, it can be both a positive and a negative. I, I can't imagine the nightmare, like just going grocery shopping or something, <laughs> and just a 40-year-old version of me just like, stop everything! <laughs> stop! Stop what you're doing! I, mean, I can see you like all tattooed, you know, yeah. eye patch, right? It's like, the life you're living is, is a lie! It's a know? lie! Yeah. Just go, no, it's like the equivalent of me going out for a run in high school with my friends, and then as we're coming back to our high school, like to, you know, run on the track or whatever, yeah. It's the equivalent of like you know, like present me meeting up with like eighteen year old Joan, just straight up just like tackling him like yeah. a, like an like an NFL player, just like throwing him to the ground and being like, "Get your life together!" Like yeah. you don't know what you're doing. I'm like, bro, I'm just going out for a run. What do you want me to say? Yeah. So yeah, no, I I get that too. I always have those fun fantasies in my head that I play over and over <laughs> again. So yeah, yeah, I got you on that. Uh, to to wrap up this topic, there's yeah. a great little paragraph that I read from a book uh, recently. I think I don't know if I brought it up here with like another friend, but um, the inner game of tennis is the ga- is the book. The inner game of tennis. Yeah, the inner game of the inner game of tennis. Great, great book. It's like only a hundred so pages. Very, very quick read. And talks a little bit about tennis, but more so the inner game, like in your mind as you play a game like tennis or anything else. And it's an awesome book in in terms of psychology and all that. And the quote I'm referring to is less about that subject, but basically referring to a, um, a, I guess, an idea that any like all parts of your life are there for a reason and and you you know every point of your life exists for a reason and it's all part of the process and it discusses like a rose Mm -hmm. you know you don't critique a rose for being like a seed or just like a small little stem as it comes out of the ground you don't critique and say you are you're not a rose yet you know what are you doing being a little stem like you don't (laughs) no one ever does that right and once it you know starts coming out and starts developing thorns and stuff and it's like a little bud on, on the end of a, a stem or whatever you don't critique that either and you go what what the heck why aren't you but you know blossoming yet like what, what are you doing you don't ever you don't ever do that as a gardener uh you just understand that that rose is in the process of becoming a rose and um this is all this could all be comparable to you know human life because we're all living and there's you know a beginning in the end and there's there's just it's all a process right and there's all development and growth um and the 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 life the 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 present life that we're living right now is fine it is acceptable it is good you know Mm -hmm. because we're here you know and i just found that little comparison to be very nice very like 
wholesome and accepting. Like, okay, you know, I, I am okay right now. Well, it's like other people bloom sooner than later. Is what exactly. You're saying. Yeah. And then there's going to be others, like maybe me in particular, that's going to bloom later in life. And like, that's, that's, that's okay. totally, okay. totally okay. I got a question for the three of us. Yeah. If you could tell your high school self a little piece of advice, what would you tell your high school self? That's a good question. Um, wow. It's a good question. That's I think, a, you got it, Jacob? Uh, I think for me, if I were to tell my younger self something is just to oh man it's tough to say now um because i feel like i've I've still kind of am kind of that (laughs) same self i don't know i mean i think like high school is definitely that time where you're getting footing because middle school you don't know who you are but after high school you kind of have an idea for some people at least of where you're going to go you know well yeah looking back i think i had like a lot of question marks and a lot of stress going into college just thinking, what am I going to do? What am I? I will first tell him, hey, listen, CS is not for you. Computer science <laughs> is not for you, buddy. Um, but, uh, or maybe invest in Doge. Yeah, invest <laughs> in Doge. Yeah. Um, I would say that. But no, I would, I would probably say something like, dude, you know, it's going to be all good. you know. And I tell myself that too now, um, expecting my future self to look back and be like, you know, I'm, I'm glad that you said that everything's going to be okay because it is going to be okay. And, um, yeah, that's what I would tell myself because there was a lot of stress coming into college. What am I going to do? How am I going to be? And there's still question marks now. You know, I'm, I am kind of without a full-time position and, and kind of questioning what it is that I want to do in this world, right? Um, but I have faith in myself and I'm, you know, pursuing or, or, or I'm I'm on a path and, you know, I'm, I have faith in myself that I will find whatever that is and, you know, all is good. So I'll tell my past self that all is good. You're still a little stem turning into a rose. I'm still a little stem. And that's okay. That's right. Joe, what would you say to your past self? Say to my past self. You know, maybe I could yep. like publish this podcast. Like whenever, whenever I publish this on Anchor, they give me a calendar. Yeah. Maybe I could do it. Publish it back in like 2015. Just time travels goes back and then all of a sudden you look at a podcast and you're like, wait, there's an inside podcast. Oh, wait, we're in it. We're in it. Wait a minute. You know, if I actually click that button or like, published in 2015 and it does it and the world changes like that so then we know then we know the yeah. anchor it's like just like infinity war snaps like <laughs> oh, yeah. some people just turn to dust no, or like whatever the, the world's like on fire you know all the just, buildings have come down just because of the inside podcast yeah. Yeah. just because of the wow I love it. Joe, what a you, story to say what yeah. would you say to your past self what would I say to my past self man there's a lot of things I would say to my past one self thing. one, one thing but yes one thing no and that's one thing I'm trying to like sum it up into one thing um uh, from the things that hmm I would probably say like to sum up don't take anything for granted like mm. because in in high school like there's like lots of people that I met lots of friends and stuff and, like and it like part of the reason like I wanted to like hit hit Paul up in particular now I'm talking with you which I'm happy I'm talking to you Jacob like yeah. it's great I can actually talk to you now because I never had a chance to talk to you in high school that's right for the longest time and the fact that I'm talking to you now it's like saying like hey like we can now can cross that bridge and say like hey I actually know you now and stuff that's like right. that yeah. but yeah no just um just a lot of my friends in high school like that I still that I don't talk to anymore because a lot of them, the majority of my friends now like are no longer from high school like my a lot of the friends I hang out with actually went to Hersey because that's who I went to middle school with and that's who I still talk to and stuff but the point I make is like don't take what you have for granted because I there's so many good memories I have from high school all the people I met the friends I've had stuff like that and like in that moment like I didn't know how lucky I had it in those moments like when I was when I was with my friends talking with them doing whatever 
I didn't realize in that moment just how great this is because you know COVID brought to light like how old life used to be and how like depressing everything was with COVID the fact everyone had to stay inside you had to be alone like like I said everyone was getting sad with themselves because even my friends one of my friends particular like called me the other day in tears because he was like yo like I'm not getting anywhere in life and then I'm like like bro get in line like everyone is feeling the same way right now everyone is suffering right now so it's like and it's just those memories that I've had in the past like that I took for granted, like the little things, just hanging out with friends and stuff like having, having certain people over, um, doing certain, like, you know, um, going to track meets, for example, going to cross country meets, even at Harper, I ran cross country and track for two years, going to those meets, stuff that I took for granted and thought was passive. And I'd be like, it, it's okay. Like, it's no big deal. I go back and I'm like, those are probably some of the better memories I've had in my life. And with those people and my friends and the fact that I don't talk with them anymore is just like really sad, but that's okay. People move mm -hmm. on, life moves on, and I have no problem with that. But I would just say like, don't take what you have for granted, like cherish, cherish the moments. Like, again, that's, we're coming back to like me, like saying things where I say cherish instead of cherish, <laughs> like mixing up those R's and even like those speech classes from elementary school isn't I'll holding up. But, um, you should have, you really should have not taken that class for granted, you know, <laughs> my mom forced me to, yeah. it was one of those days where like, here's the thing, it, it worked to an extent. I'd be saying, I'd be mixing my R's and my W. So I'd be, instead of saying like rush, I'd be saying wash uh. right now. So it's a lot better, but no, the point I'm making <laughs> Do you know is the band whoosh. <laughs> yeah, it's a great band. Yeah. <laughs> No, but to sum up, the point I'm making is um, just don't take for granted. I would tell myself, like, don't take for granted the moments that you have, like, with your friends, with your team. Just enjoy it. Like, and I feel like I took it for granted and didn't realize how important those moments was and how it made me into, like, the person I am today. So I'd just be like, like, look, hold on, like, hold on to those moments because one of those one of these days and that day is today. You're not going to have those moments anymore, have those friends anymore. And then it's like, wow, like, I really desperately miss that. But. It's okay. It's yeah, life great, moves yeah. on. It's a great point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What do you got, Paul? I would tell my past self to focus on the fundamentals. Nice. And what I stem from that, because right now I'm having like a mini crisis in all the things that I do. Saxophone, I have a little crisis. In disc golf, a little bit of a crisis. Uh, what was the other one? Uh, chess, crisis in chess. <laughs> I'm, 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 not, I'm, I'm serious. Like you're plateauing a bit. I'm kind of yeah. Like I'm finding like that. Like I'm just I'm trying to do things that I'm just not like making any progress in like terms of playing my horn, disc golf. You know, it's I feel like I'm kind of degressing in chess. Every time I play a game, it's like make a move <laughs> and then I'm like yeah, just just stops. You know, which is good because that means that the guy's a nerd. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> that guy's a nerd. We don't like but, that guy. Yeah, yeah. But and I'm thinking, you know, I. Like the past few days, I w I'm in my backyard and I'm practicing putting in uh, my cage in the backyard. And I'm just doing really short putts, practicing like the fundamentals. And after doing that for two days, I'm feeling a lot more confident, right? Nice. And I'm thinking like, man, if I just gave myself a better routine in high school to practice fundamentals, things that I, I like to do. Back in high school, for me, it was like saxophone, disc golf, and actually running too. Um, but focusing on the fundamentals, and you could even extrapolate that to like, things like time management man if i like hammered out a system of time management in high school i would be like a much better person i think nowadays so uh, fundamentals is really broad but i think focusing on those and kind of taking what joe said don't take that for granted you know um focusing on those types of things that's that's what i would say very nice comment yeah. i like mm -hmm. that a lot focusing on the fundamentals yeah. Kind of want to move the subject a little bit to uh, to running because we do have a runner in here and like maybe one and a half runners. I consider myself a runner. Very one on and, and a half yeah. runners, a half a runner. Yeah. Okay. I'm, okay. I'm gonna bring bring this conversation somewhere, but I'm gonna bring it back to running. Yeah. Um, so I hate Reddit. I really do. Okay. I hate Reddit so much. That's not true. It I, it is not true. I spend so much 
time on that website. Holy, you hate it because you spend too much time on I it. I guess, yeah. But anyways, like there's a subreddit called R slash Running. It's good subreddits, you know. But every time I post questions to that subreddit, like what should I eat before I run, or like, um, wh- what are some good stretches before I run? Do you get downvoted downvoted in? Everybody's like, just like, <laughs> like Google this, or like, like you suck, <laughs> you know. Just God. like your post has been removed from r slash running, you know. It's like, way too bad for us. I don't, yeah. I don't get it. Like, the, it, it's such a toxic community. I have so many questions about running. And like every, I, I, the thing I love about Reddit is that sometimes you can find great threads about questions, and the people are very genuine and honest. Because it's not like a corporate website where the answers have like a it's uh, automated form. response automated or whatever. Automated response, yeah. you know, it, it's a form with real people. You know, yeah. I, I like that. And honestly, you know, I think Reddit is a great place to go. Reddit search is awful, but it's better to search a question and then in Google yeah. and then like put Reddit at the end, you know, yeah. or like, yeah, exactly. what is the best MIDI keyboard? Reddit, right. yeah, you know, and then exactly. a thread will pop up. And Well, it also depends on the community, too, because like yeah. you said, there's very, you know, wholesome communities in Reddit. I know I'm a part of some subreddits in there where it's like everyone there is so nice. I'm on like, you know, a computer building um, subreddit or mm-hmm. whatever. And then they're very, and then obviously, like you said, with running, there's other communities that are completely toxic yeah, yeah, and they just go against, yeah. Anyways, so like, yeah, yeah. I don't like running. Or I, I don't like r slash running. You don't like, like r slash yeah. running. But I have like questions about running and we do have a runner in the house right here. You know? An expert, some would expert say. I, I wouldn't say an expert at all. I just done it enough to know some things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we would, you know, you, you you can say what you want. We're calling you an expert. Oh, right, for sure, for sure. <laughs> Every time we for the benefit it, of the doubt, I'll, I'll give it to you guys okay, on that. Okay. Every time we have a guest on the podcast and they are, like have any remote knowledge more than us, we always call them an expert. I always call them an expert. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, all right, for sure, for sure. What kind of questions you got? So, I mean, the first question that I posted in R slash running that just got downvoted to oblivion. To like, obli- and I, that kind of brought you in the big sad that day because yeah, you were like, damn, big sad. I'm looking and, for an answer. Yeah, like, they said, oh, just search up on Google or, like, look at past threads in the subreddits. And I look at past threads, you know, there's and nothing, there's, yeah. there's nothing. And yeah. if the, all the ones that are in the past threads are downvoted, too. <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's insane. I, I hate it. For um, sure. But uh, my question is, like, what do you eat before run? Is it a good idea to eat a meal, like, two hours before, one hour, like, maybe, like, a quick snack or nothing at all? Like, what is your philosophy on eating food before you run? <laughs> you actually bring up a funny story that I'm going to get to in a second, given the, what I should eat before I run. But um, as of late, like, especially uh, in general, I usually don't eat too terribly much before my runs because like one thing like that helps me like you know maintain my weight and stuff like that consistently given like that I eat plenty is like I really don't snack too much in general so it's like whenever I eat I usually eat meals and stuff like that so it's like I try to like stay away from snacking because that's unnecessarily calories that I really don't need to necessarily put in my body so when I talk about eating before a run usually it's I run not on an empty stomach but I eat a decent dinner the night before and I just wake up and I run the next morning but say like it's a meet or something or some big competition or something. And I need to get some calories in me, obviously, because I need to perform in my peak performance and I got to be up there. Uh, I'd probably say like the best thing for me, at least, would probably be just a single granola bar, honestly. Mm-hmm. Honestly. But like I said, it varies with each person because everyone's body's different. Some person, some people may need to take, you know, you know, protein supplements. Other people may need to take, um, you know, I know in um, high school we took, um, uh, Gatorade, um, like, what's the word, like, protein gummies, yeah, that we take that help energize you, I don't know how effective they were, but they were supposed to help, you know, run faster during the race and stuff like that, so little things like that, but, like, honestly, in general, I just run on, like, the meals that I usually eat, and the meals I usually eat, like, I just try to make sure, like, I have a lot of, um, protein in my diet, that's a big thing for me. I thought it was carbs that you want to... 
carbs is yes yes i eat yep. plenty plenty of carbs that's a lot of stored energy mm-hmm. but like protein in general because like as of late like where i work in the city i'm right next to the mcdonald's headquarters and um <laughs> i would best mcdonald's there ever well best mcdonald's ever it tastes like every other mcdonald's is that the one with the escalator in in it no no it's the one i think so yes and it's next to the hamburger university yeah yeah I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I, my, right. my job is literally right across from there. But, nice. um, like, everything I would go there, nothing fried. I try to just, like, if I'm going to get something, it's just going to be a burger and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. I just want to make sure I get my main proteins and stuff. I don't want to get anything that's too fried or basically something that I don't necessarily need for my body. Sure. So, honestly, like, to get, like, because I'm going on a tangent right now, but to go on, like, what I should eat before a run, like, me in general... I really don't eat too much before my run. Usually, if not all the time, I eat. On, I run on an empty stomach. And by the time I get home, like if I'm going to eat like after a run, like the first thing I do is eat a banana. Because mm-hmm. I eat a banana because in my past, I have cramped up a lot like after a race or before a race or whatever. And actually, no, maybe even sometimes before a race or before a run, specifically a race, I would eat a banana. Because bananas, at least in my experience, I don't know how much this holds true, and maybe even um, someone else told me this in the past, but like they help with cramps and stuff and, you know, try to like get rid of those cramps and stuff like that. And true, and lo and behold, I start eating bananas. And usually, when I get cramps, I wouldn't get cramps anymore. So yeah, I just probably bananas would probably be the next best bet, in my opinion. But I honestly, but I, this goes in. It's my funny story. Stay away from Cliff Bars. In my experience, stay away from Cliff Bars. Really? There's a story. I hear a story. What is your story? Oh, it's Cliff a t- bar? Um, in high school, um, me and the cross country team would do the some hundred mile relay race. Uh, yes. And it was, what was it called? Uh, red eye relay. We do a hundred mile relay race with, um, my high school friends. And, um, it was basically like a hundred mile relay race. We wouldn't, I wouldn't run a hundred miles. So basically it was like seven, a team of seven and we'd run different splits. So say like I go four miles, one leg, one of my teammates goes six, another person goes another four. And then it's differing miles given like how far you want to go. And then say each of us run three legs and then it's an overnight thing where like you like run into the night and stuff like that but like in that night in particular how many like miles is that like around 15 or so and 15 right? is a good number yeah 15 yeah. per person sounds about right yeah and then my first leg um was like four miles that doesn't when the story begins and it was still relatively early in the day because i was one of the first legs and i'm like all right I'm, I'm feeling good about myself all is going well and then i run my second leg which was like i want to say it was like five it was a little bit higher than four i know my last leg was going to be the longest it was like my last leg was like seven or eight miles sure yeah and then after my second um my second one it was already getting to the night i'm like man i'm really 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 hungry and so my coach being the coach he has plenty of snacks there for us to munch on if we want to eat i see a box of cliff bars mm-hmm. and i'm like that does look pretty scrumptious not gonna lie i eat eight of them oh eight. no well so i don't think it's a cliff no, bar problem no no, no. here's the, no it is a cliff bar problem because i'm gonna get to that later okay. but um this was the this is the genesis the story okay. of why cliff bars don't work for me especially on runs yeah. i eat eight eight of them and i downed it with so much water and stuff like that and then it got to a point where like you know you eat a lot and you're tired you're like i want to take a nap yeah my, my next leg wasn't gonna start for another like two to three hours so i'm like let's take a nap i want to i want to chill I sleep for those full two to three hours. Mm-hmm. And by the time, and what wakes me up is my teammates are like saying like, Joe, 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 like we got to pass the baton or like whatever. Like you're coming up next. I'm like, well, sh- okay, I guess I'm, I guess I'm running now. <laughs> so literally I was drenched in sweat after my second one. So I literally just fell asleep, just like drenched in sweat. And I woke up just like, I guess I'm running now. Terrible chafing, probably the worst chafing I've ever had in my life that day mm. to say the least. But no, I started to run first couple of miles. I was feeling all right. And then a brick 
in my stomach yeah. and I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I am literally growing a tail right now. This is not, not good. Oh I am growing a tail right now. No, I was literally four miles in and <laughs> I was starting to run a little goofy because, you know, it's like I'm trying to, like, you know, make sure, like, obviously I don't, you know, poop myself in the yeah. end of the day. And obviously, we runners like have this common thread where, like, once in a while, like, even our runs, like, we're afraid that we're gonna, you know, poop ourselves and stuff like that. And we always have funny stories about that, so on and so forth. But this is probably one of the funnier stories. My coach was like, comes up to me, he's like, Why are you running so far? I'm like, Coach, like, this is, this is not good. I got four miles to go, and I don't know. And then I'm like, Well, I had to suck it up. I'm like, This is literally the worst pain I've ever felt, especially my muscles down there ever, because everything was spasming me. And I was like, This sucks. And it got to the point where, like, I can't hold it in anymore. But I had a half mile to go. I'm like, okay, I'm almost done. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. And literally with every sheer will I had in my body, I literally mustered all the strength I have just to finish that race. I got to the finish. But, like, as I was going down the straightaway, I saw a porta potty. It was literally a light from heaven yeah. <laughs> shine down above on it. It was like, no, it was it was at night. It was under the moonlit sky. The, the the light from the moon just was shining perfectly on that porta potty. It was like it was like it was it was so biblical. I thought it was just straight out from the Bible, like saying like God is like literally giving me a gift right now. So I see that port. I'm like, that's where I'm going. That is my A game. So I'm running. I'm running. I'm running. I don't even pass the baton fully. I like I like you know like I shuffle. I hand it to the person, but like you know he fiddles with it a little. Then he gets it on him, and then he starts running. And then I keep running. And then everyone's like, Joe, where are you going? I just bolt. And I run and the I fast run. fast as you've ran all day. <laughs> oh, no, literally. I was like, no, like literally. And before, I was going pretty fast during my four-mile leg. But I saw that porta potty and I just bolted for it. I'm like, I got to go. I got to go. And then literally, no hesitation, open the door, shut in. Then obviously, instant. Yeah. Instant, like yeah. I said, biblical. So, Joe, you said that you knew, like, we. it sounds like Jacob and I think that the issue was you ate <laughs> eight cliff bars. But you said you know it was the cliff bar's fault. I feel like if you eat eight of anything. Eight of anything. Like, oh yeah, I'm gonna eat eight cookies before I run. I'm gonna eat yeah. eight cheeseburgers. Like you can say, Oh yeah, it's, it's yeah. cheeseburger's fault, it's the cookie's fault. But how do you know it was the cliff bar's fault? When I started eating cliff bars after that event. <laughs> Why would you eat cliff bars after? That? <laughs> no, not right no 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 not right after, but in the future, whenever I did runs or stuff, I didn't. <laughs> wouldn't that be funny if I ate like eight more Cliff Bars right after that, just for just for giggles? But no, 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 no. Basically, um, anytime I eat a single Cliff Bar now, in general, like I like right away, it's just now I have to. Okay, well, I, I, question. I, I, yeah. So, Jacob, you could maybe speak to this, but I feel isn't there like a thing in psychology that if you have a bad experience with a thing, and in yeah. the future that bad experience and that thing will be ingrained in your mind there's like gonna be for, an association for with example other, like yeah. people that get into car crashes or listening to or like the radio or listening to music when they get into a car crash with a specific song in the car when they get into that crash whenever they hear that song in the future they get anxious yeah because there's they, an association that, between the two there's things. an association yeah, uh -huh, uh -huh. so joe do you may what do you think there may be an association with you with Cliff bars and the porta potty. So I got a PTSD of yeah. like. <laughs> so I got PTSD. like fortunate son playing in the background as like you know flashbacks yeah. are hitting me in my yeah. head just from that night and everything. Yeah. No, but like the thing is like you might be onto something because um I vividly remember that event and I vividly remember like everything like I vividly remember like finishing the leg. I vividly remember seeing the porta potty. Like I know what was going on. I remember the people there and everything. And it was one of those events that like. And like I said, like probably because of that association, like I'm a little more hesitant to take cliff bars now mm -hmm. only because like I'm a, 
like i don't want that to happen again that was obviously like but it, it was actually pretty funny though because all my friends were laughing off we were chuckling because at the same yeah. time it was still pretty funny but yeah no i honestly i, I try to stay away from cliff bars in general so as it makes late, sense so, yeah. i just i just love the image of joe finishing the race and then porta potty like with light beaming down oh to my. it that is that's beautiful a, a that's little single tear came down my <laughs> eye and i was like yeah. i'm like i asked for one thing and literally like the universe spoke for me and it was there because i was afraid there wouldn't be a port potty uh, for a second i thought you the story was going to go like oh yeah ran have to run potty, the and there was somebody in there no, yeah. no i would have been afraid if there was no porta potty and i was just stuck in the woods because like you know our coach <laughs> being a coach he brought like toilet paper on standby just in case oh, my yeah. gosh. so if you needed to run to like the woods and do some stuff like obviously you're more than welcome to do that mm -hmm. and i was afraid i had to run into the woods and stuff like that and i was like i really don't want to like go go into the woods and like do my business there yeah. but obviously you know got through a bone at me and i jumped on that so yeah nice. so i think as a general statement to our fans if you're going to run a race try not to eat <laughs> eight cliff bars in a row that's probably something not to probably do probably a good idea and so joe also i want to uh, kind of touch up on what you said before like it depends for every person for what you eat before you run you know it's yeah. very dependent on people's because our bodies chemistries are all very different yeah but i do think you can probably make some general things and sometimes it's difficult to say what's good to run but maybe it'll be easier to answer the question if you say what shouldn't you eat because you already have an example right <laughs> here like don't eat like well cliff bars don't there eat might a lot of cliff be bars. a person yeah. out there yeah. that if that they really eat runs bars, out, they just yes they maybe, run a four minute mile they, after eating yes. a cliff bars. they <laughs> run their best race of their life after eating a cliff but bars, like maybe. generally speaking is really like, do you have any advice for like what you should avoid to eat before run you know is there anything like that uh what should you eat, not eat before run Probably nothing fried. Nothing first fried. and foremost, okay. nothing fried. You shouldn't eat anything really like... Honestly, I just try to stay away from like just mainly junk food in general, like chips, candy, all that stuff. That That's a big no-go. I would mm -hmm. just say relatively stay basic and stuff like that. And yeah, but honestly, like I would say stay away from that. And don't be like Michael Scott who eats like fettuccine Alfredo before a 5K. If you guys, <laughs> if you guys know that episode nice. and stuff like that. We, we but know yeah. that reference, yeah. yeah. It's so funny. But um, yeah, but basically like just it's basically like simple knowledge. Like when you start to work on and you want to like get like active and stuff, you're not going to eat junk food. You're not going to eat like, you know, a pizza before a run. You're not going to do this. You're not going to do that. You want to eat a relatively healthy snack or something. You know, that's not a lot of calories. That's not going to like, you know, fill up your stomach so you don't feel, you know, you know, too chunky during the run. So yeah. Yeah, no, honestly, just basic common knowledge to know, like, just don't eat anything you deem to be unhealthy before a run or stuff like that, so. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. But, like so, I said, if, I'm sorry, but yeah. it varies per person, because I know I had a friend in high school who would consistently, he had to eat a granola bar, he had to eat mm -hmm. an apple, or he had to eat something before a race, like, okay. literally right before a race. I mean, that goes along with, like, the routine, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, being an athlete, having a routine, whether it be, like, a muscle memory routine or, like, a thinking routine gets you into that headspace or that muscle space before your event. And if you're doing your routine, like I'm really familiar with this, then you perform well. Mm -hmm. So maybe with that guy's routine, like if I eat an apple before the race, I know I'll do good. It's like a placebo type thing. Yeah. You know, maybe it's like that apple's not directly benefiting all his, his body parts or whatnot when he's running his legs, his, his, his abs, his arms or whatnot. But it's like the placebo. If I do this, I'm in my routine, therefore I'll do good, and then he runs good. Well, and that's what brings me up to um my college running career when I was at Harper. I know I had, um I think it was a teammate or someone else on another team that I saw consistently that would always race with a different colored shoelace on his right spike. Interesting. He would do that because he said, like, if he didn't do that, like, he would not have a good race. Because, like, in the past, that's what he associated his mind being, like, I'm not going to do well if I don't have that different color lace. And because he told me that, and he was like, well, yeah, because on occasion, when I would race and I had the same color laces, I wouldn't do good. 
and he said that on multiple occasions. And then the multiple occasions he said he did run with a different colored shoelace. He'd maybe get a new PR. He'd do well enough for the day to say, like, yeah, it was a successful meet. And like you were saying, he associated himself with the lace. And I think, like, that's a mental thing where, like, well, maybe, like, you're telling yourself you won't do good. So now you won't be good if you have the same colored shoelace. But now if you have a different colored shoelace, you have more optimism for yourself. And you're like, maybe I am going to do good now. And then, obviously, he's going to do better. So, yeah. Yep. There, There's a... There comes a point where it's like, okay, you can you can look at that and say, all right, well, you gotta you gotta understand that that shoelace doesn't help you at all. Like it, you know, it, yeah. it doesn't gain any sort of you know physical attributes. But you know, uh, if it provides that sort of mental uh, comforts, saying, okay, I have this now and I I can now perform well, then what's wrong with you know keeping that trend going? There's mm-hmm. nothing wrong with that. Yo, you the know? placebo effect is crazy crazy yeah i i watched um a vsauce video okay are you guys familiar with vsauce of course sounds vaguely yeah. familiar it, it's but a channel on youtube it's like science education on youtube yeah. okay and I, i'm probably like preaching the choir right here if you haven't checked out vsauce please do it's great but he has he had a youtube red series and thankfully it was like released for free for everybody to watch it's awesome and he had a, a video specifically on the placebo effect and i have a, a, a great like little i don't know story or whatnot about the placebo effect that just blew my mind there were he took three kids to do an experiment with the placebo effect and these kids um each had like varying issues one i think had an issue of like um scratching her arms like constant scratching constant picking constant itching right another kid just had a really difficult time focusing and being calm because he was always sporadic and just moving around and i think the other kid had just insane migraines like headaches like ear or just head splitting grand canyon headaches and what the test was they took the kids to a um like a doctor's office hospital type building and they walked them down a big hallway they had doctors in lab coats and the stethoscopes and all that that brought them to an mri machine but the mri machine was actually fake like it was just like a shell of a machine you know and they asked like a bunch of questions made all the, the whole process like really um scientific or whatnot to kind of not scare the kids but influence them you know and they put the kids in the machine the machine turned on made a bunch of sounds you know and they're like at this very moment the brain the the waves are going into your brain and altering your brain's chemistry or whatnot you know and funny enough like afterwards even though nothing actually happened there was nothing different to these kids they believed that this experiment would help them with their issues like less itching less headaches less you know sporadic movements did they directly reference those issues and say this is going to help your itching yeah Yeah. like this machine is designed to help your brain like fix these issues right and funny enough in two weeks when they interviewed the kids again there's like yeah um haven't been picking myself because the machine helped me yes my headaches have gone away and yes like i'm more calm i'm more you know focused all the kids like reported back like they have made progress in like what they were doing all because of like that placebo effect of believing that yeah. they follow this process they will um, be better and that that's what happened the so human brain's fascinating it is so powerful it's it's great super it's great. cool so yeah. i mean if you're an athlete out there if you're an athlete whatever you do having that i mean I, I think it's not like a one-to-one correlation with placebo effect and routines, but I do think there are similarities be, to be drawn For between sure. them. Like yeah. if you believe that if you do this routine, you'll do well. Therefore, if you do the routine, you'll perform well. Maintain that routine. Yeah. It's obviously important to focus 
like Paul mentioned earlier, focus on fundamentals and, you know, not rely on these routines and say, listen, if I don't, if I don't wear this particular shirt at a disc golf tournament or something uh, and I mess up a putt, then I'm, you know, it's because of the shirt. Well, maybe, you know, working on fundamentals would would help in that regard. But, yeah, I mean, if if you notice certain trends and if, you know, work with those trends because, you know, that it, whatever helps your mind because, you know, in any physical sport, there is a big mental battle. I mentioned the inner game of tennis. And anyone who, by the way, anyone who's like an athlete – or even someone who pursu- pursues any sort of uh, maybe game or, or I'm thinking like chess or, or disc golf is a, like considered a sport. Well, I'm, I'm thinking like like a, an activity that activity that's like a, a like a, a challenge, s- a mental challenge, a single player challenge, a single player game, single player sports. Mm-hmm. Where right? Uh, well, tennis is two players, right? So you can't. Well, or I'm saying like one person team. Uh, in running, there's like there's teams. Yeah. But like I, I'm referring to like. An action where you you pretty much rely on your own performance mm-hmm. to do well. And music awesome. can fall in that too. Yeah. It's absolutely, yeah. That's a great. That's a great one as well. The mind plays a very. It, the mind is very very powerful. Mm-hmm. Very very powerful. And we we're talking about running a bit here. And it plays a big part in your uh, cross truck cross country endeavors. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, most definitely. Um, because a lot of the times, like I do play a lot of mind games. Because like one thing, my friends always ask me, and they always do that. My friends that run all the time, they're like, "Do you listen to music when you run?" I'm like, "No." I don't listen to music or anything. And then they always ask me why, because a lot of my friends that go to the gym or whatnot go on the treadmill, they want to be listening to music because they want something to listen to that motivates them. And I always tell them, like, because I've run the longest time without listening to the music, and I've, like, trained, like, my body to be, like, when I'm out for runs, the only voice I want to listen to is myself. Because, like, in a race, in a competition, I- I'm not competing as much anymore, but in the past, whenever I compete, I, would run, I wouldn't be able to listen to music. Mm. I wouldn't be able to do that. My coach was like adamant against that to be like, if we go off for runs as a team, no one listens to music, but there'll always be people that have their headphones in and listen to music. Because yeah. in the in the field of competition, you're not going to be able to listen to music. You're not going to have that comfort to lay back on. So I made it like a point to be like, well, I just want to run. I don't want to listen to any music. I just want to be alone with my thoughts. Like, you know, just play out like what's going to go on during the run. And it just helps me speak to myself better. I can be like, all right, one mile to go. And like the way I do my runs is one mile at a time. It's like, say I'm going out for an eight-mile run. It's like, all right, I got one mile done. Great. Now we got another mile. Mm-hmm. And then we got another mile. And in the past, I've based it where it's like, if I have a certain distance to go, I only see the distance, and I'm not going to succeed until I finish that distance. But as of like late, especially in the recent past year, it's been like, you know, I'm just going to run one mile at a time. And I'm just playing that mind game to be like, congratulations, Joe, you finished one mile and say 650, seven flat, whatever the pace was. Now you have another mile to go. All right, great. And then another mile, so on and so forth. And it just builds up to where I'm like, oh, I'm already at eight miles. Look at me. I already got my run done for the day. But yeah, no, it's just like that, just that mental thing as well. So yeah. Joe, I remember seeing an ad for Nike a long time ago. Uh And the ad, I don't know if this is like corporate Nike trying to sell products (laughs) or if this is like a real thing, but the ad was like describing like the runner's high. Oh, the runner's high. Do you, yes. Is that a real thing, or is that like Nike just making up some symbol and trying Honestly, to I would say it's a real thing. I think it has something to do with the adrenaline or the endorphins that are released in your body when you run because you're yeah. like going into a lot of physical activity. There's going to be a lot of runs, if not most of my runs in so, particular. I finish a run, and I'm very just, you know, tired and I'm bland. Yeah. But then, yeah, you know I, what you're saying? Yeah, I... Um, I think you know my running history. I don't know if I shared this on the podcast before, but I, I go through like like a, a wave of like getting into running and then like losing all my motivation to run. Like I had a big surge of running in uh, summer, going into senior year of high school, and then once again 
like in college around my senior year of college and I'm kind of getting back into it now. And every time I've, I've gotten back in the running, I've always tried to I don't find that rhythm. You know, sometimes go run with no music, sometimes go run with music. And I, that, that, that Nike ad is just in the back of my mind of like the runner's high, you know. Is that something that you got to do for just years and years and years until you find that rhythm? Or is it like, oh, yeah, if you go out and run afterwards, like that's the, the dopamine. That's the, the adrenaline you get and you're calm and content with yourself, you know. I mean, it's have you ever experienced a runner's high? How about that? Yes, on multiple, multiple occasions. But then again, I've been doing it long enough and often enough to, like, you know, say, like, I have gotten a runner's high. But basically, it's just, um, just obviously running and stuff like that. And then obviously, you finish a run. But like I said, most runs, I don't even like feel anything. Most of the time, I'm just tired or whatever. But then once in a moon, there's some runs where I get a certain run done or I get to um the certain point. It's usually it's after the run, if not a mile at the last point of the run where I just feel like energized. I feel great because I feel like I'm getting a good run in. And I feel like that's just like everything, like, you know, like you said, um, all the adrenaline being released or like the endorphin, whatever you want to call it, because dopamine, I'm not sure the exact science behind it, but like you do feel more energized and you do feel, and I feel like, I don't want to say, I don't know the direct cause of it or like, I, I never like go out on a run thinking like, I want to get a runner's high. I want to feel good about myself. I don't want to be like, I got to have a runner's high today. Like, I hope today's the Man, day. I'm going to go get high right now. Go running. Go, yeah, I'm going to go get high going out running. Exactly, exactly. But um, no, like it's just based on, basically it's just, it depends on the day. I think it depends on what you eat and what you've been doing. Say if you have a lot more energy in your day, then obviously you're more keen to probably get a runner's high. But it just depends on like, you know, the, the situation and how your day was and stuff. If I say you were doing nothing in the day, I'd say if you went out for a run, you're more likely to get a runner's high. But say if you've been working most of the day, you're tired, it's been a long day for you, then you're probably not going to, because after your run, you're probably going to be like, you know, dead. You're going to be tired. You want to go to sleep, do whatever. But honestly, it just depends on the day and stuff like that. But no, I would I say like it's... I mean, it feels good. It just feels like you're very energized and stuff like that. But like, I wouldn't like, you know, praise it as something that you got to experience. It's just... It's just there. Well, so For me, my... Well... Paul describes his running experience as being, you know, having waves to it. For me, I mean, the waves are like little, it's like in a, in a pond, you throw a stone, like a little pebble in it, and like the, that, that's the waves, right? <laughs> it's its nothing. Um, I run a couple times a year. <laughs> I, I love biking. Uh, to, well, yeah, to, to not go into like a crazy tangent, but yeah, biking I absolutely love. But when it comes to running, uh, yeah, I can't say I've ever achieved such a high because uh, they're very short runs and very mm. painful and sad experiences. No, just, for sure. just <laughs> very, very bad. I'm, I'm not the best runner. Yeah, it, it, sure. it, it definitely shows, and it's, it's just pain and suffering and heavy breathing and just yeah. <laughs> coughing yeah. up, coughing up whatever's in my lungs or no, whatever. No, for sure. Yeah. And Paul, would it be appropriate to bring up um, the one story I told you about when I ran that mile in Whitewater? Why not, Joe? Would that be appropriate for... <laughs> if, you know, Joe, if you... I, d I don't mind being judged. Go like, for it, Joe. Go I don't mind it. being judged. You know the story. This will be the ending, the, the final story right here. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, so basically um, at Whitewater, like I went to the University of Wisconsin Whitewater for a bit. And um, when I was running up there, I, was, I wasn't I was on a team or anything. I was just um, doing some training there, doing whatever. And then um, I was like to my friend, like I was hanging out with my friends doing whatever. And at the time, it was like, all right, like, like obviously, like, we was just in legalized in Illinois, and we could hit up dispensaries, like, for recreational use. So I'm like, sure, I'll dip my toe in it, see what it's about. 
And then obviously it got to a point where like, yeah, no, I'll, I'll do it on occasion from time to time again, just to like, you know, feel good about myself. Say I'm studying for a test. I finished something just to say, yeah, nice job, Joe. And then um, I was hanging on my friend one day and he was, he, he wasn't like an advent runner, but he works out a lot. And then he did workouts with me from time to time again. He was like to me like, Joe, wouldn't it be funny if like you took like, like, you know, a bong rip before a mile, like, you know, race and run a mile before that race. And at the time, my fastest mile was 439. And I'm like, I mean, I mean, I could. He was saying like, a bet, and the, here's the thing with me, the rule of bets. If you say bet you won't do this, I 100% have to do that. So you play, <laughs> you, don't ever play that card on me because when you say bet you won't, then I'm going to do it. <laughs> he played that card. I'm like, I bet you won't run a 420 mile after taking a bong rip. And I'm like, why did you have to play that card on me? Because that's something that I'm like, if you say that, I'm, I'm going to have to do it. <laughs> and so like, we hang out and he's like, let's do it tomorrow morning. I'm like, absolutely, I guess let's go run it. So, um, we went to the, um, we went to the high school that morning because the track was open to the public. It was on a Sunday, I believe. And he was like, I had my spikes on. I did my, my usual warm up. It was like a mile warm up. I did my strides, did whatever I needed to stretch, warm up, basically what I do before a race. And then it was so nice of him. Like he set up like a very, very nice bong. <laughs> very nice he had it just no he had it already set up and everything just sitting on the track for me just waiting for me he just wanted to see if i could do it and it was just sitting there and stuff like that. all right joe like you know finish this bowl run a mile see what you can run if you get that 420 then i think the bet was like he would what, what would it he give me like 100 bucks or something we bet it's something i don't know what it was but there was a high value he was saying like if you don't get it then obviously you don't have to pay me but if you're able to do this i'll give you 100 because that takes a lot of a lot of spunk a lot of a lot of energy to be doing something like that so yes. um obviously like i did my workout and then um or did my warm-up and then obviously it got to the point where i took a, a rip from it and i was like whoo but I'm not going to run right after because obviously I'm like taking it all. I'm like, I need a couple seconds to chill and stuff like that. So I was walking around the track, figuring myself, I'm like, oh. and then I was like, I'm definitely high, but now I got to go run this mile. Yeah. So then I, um, I obviously did my mile run and I just, um, did it to the best of my ability. I ran a 429 mile. Oh, wow. 429. Well, at so least you got, got, so it was a PR. It was a PR. I had a oh 10 second PR. Goodness. That's insane. I mean, at least you got to the 420 aspect. Oh, you, I you was got so upset. But... I would no. Here's the thing. I was happy. I got a 429 mile, and it was a PR. But I was upset because I'm like, damn. Like, if I, if I went above and beyond, I probably could have tried for that 420. <laughs> yeah. But I, but I was shocked at myself at the moment because I wasn't running for a team. I was just running to stay in shape, and it was just like me, just like going off and like doing it. <laughs> But right afterwards, like, I didn't do my cool down. I didn't do nothing. Mm -hmm. I just fell straight to the track, and I think I fell asleep for, like, five minutes on the track. Oh I oh like, I was so tired after that point. And then I woke up, and my friend's, like, I, he had his car. There's like, can I drive you back to your apartment? I'm like, yes, please. Yeah. I slept for, like, eight hours after that. Wow. I was so tired after that moment. But it was really, really weird, though, experience running while actually high. Not a runner's high, but being actually. <laughs> it was so weird. Like, you're – it's just – when, like usually like when you when you partake in that you want to be chill you want to be in an environment where it's like you're you're lounging around you're chilling you don't want to be doing physical activity it's quite the opposite yeah quite the opposite in fact and um but to my benefit um for anyone who knows anything about um weed or anything those like a, two different like indica sativa mm -hmm. indica i always say indica couch because indica is going to get you knocked out it's going to make you probably sleep right away something for more to be chill about sativa gets you more upbeat so for the benefit of the doubt it gave me sativa to give me a little more upbeat and stuff like that but even then 
I had the worst tingle in my legs ever. Like my legs were just like, you know, not numb, but I just felt very like shaky in my body. Cause I think it was just the adrenaline that I just, you know, put out and like, you know, the effort I just put out mixed together with, you know, you know, obviously the weed that, that I was under the influence of, I was like, damn, like I am so tired right now. I'm never going to do it again though. Mm. I don't, I don't recommend you do it only because like afterwards, like I said, I was asleep for eight hours and that whole day I was drained. I had nothing left in me, but honestly, he was impressing. He's like, you know, you know, for the benefit of the doubt, like I didn't think you would actually do it. Let yeah. alone, I didn't think you were gonna break five minutes. So here's twenty bucks for you. I'm like, sweet. Then we got Qdoba afterwards, and nice. then it was the dinner of champions, and then yeah, that was about it. What's your PR right nowadays? Uh, I still that four twenty nine still my fastest. You're, so you're telling me the <laughs> the best you've ever ran in your life was when you were under the influence of sativa. I mean, yes. I mean, yes. so you say you're never gonna. I mean. Listen, Joe, it sounds like that's the move. It sounds like that's the play. The yeah. routine is going to be every time Joe does a race, he brings out the bong and yeah. takes oh a rip. And then rip one. Oh, man, I wish it was that easy. I can, I can just imagine like people in a race, people like going their, their pers- like going their best. You know, They look over and they see Joe Paxton, and then Joe's <laughs> eyes are like just like shut and red. No, you know? And no. Joe's just like going way ahead of everybody. Yeah, zooming. <laughs> no, and I had to wear my shades, though, because during that race, during that run, I was like, damn, my eyes are always so red and stuff like that. Mm. Or whenever I'm like hanging out with friends, or whatever and we partake i always have sunglasses on me and they always ask me like why do i put the shades up or like joe why do you always have sunglasses on we're like we're hanging out the lights are dark i just put down my eyes and i'm like you do not want to see my bloodshot (laughs) eyes right now you do not want to like so i always have the shades on and plus if you put shades on you look instantly cool it's like this one meme i saw online where it was like you know this guy named daniel but then cooler daniel which is just the same guy but with shades shades, on yeah, yeah. yeah so it's like joe but cool, cool Joe, Joe with the yeah, shades on. Yeah, they they had some cool points. So yeah. Well, Joe, congratulations on that mile right there. You know, I mean, if that's your routine, if that makes you run fast, I I guess it's the I don't want to make know? that my routine. I just did it because my friend told me, "Bet you won't do it, Joe." And I had to say, "All right." I'm I don't. I, to that's try. A, that's just a funny story. I just love like oh, your, your PR was like like being high. Like, that, that's oh, my funny. coach must be what so a, proud of what me. What a runner's high right <laughs> there. Must be so proud of me. Yes, <laughs> I was able only to produce a 4:39 mile, even like at my peak performance. But yet, when I was under the influence of something i was able to get a pr that was destroy it oh man absolutely destroy have you heard of i know there's like um like a beer like mile two where i think you have to every lap you run around the track you have to down like a can of beer like shotgun or something right the way it goes it's like four beers you start at the obviously the beginning and then obviously you have to like shotgun finish i think what is the fastest it's like i think it's right under five minutes or something like that we're like you literally have to down like a beer run a lap down another beer run another lap down another beer and obviously the last lap down the beer take a lap i've seen vi- oh the lots of vomit lots of throw up it was just <laughs> it was but here's a, that's something i would never do only because that's not something but it actually brings up another funny I feel like that would mess up your stomach a lot right doing that yeah having all that beer sloshing around no and a funny story from high school and the fact that we were like because like uh this is something we did um in high school where um there's a 7-eleven right by the high school and then it was like i think it was like a good mile away from the high school and um anytime we had like freshmen or sophomores i think it was just in general we'd um go out and we get slushies for everyone and i think our coach would pay for it and we get slushies for everyone and like you know some people were like all right let's just walk back because i want to have a nice slushy but me and my friends were like let's down the slushy like as fast as we can and then run back jeez and terrible. so no terrible. It, terrible idea i do not recommend partaking or were like taking in that much sugar throwing and throwing up rainbows afterwards some of my friends were actually i actually <laughs> kept it in but i had the worst cramp in my stomach ever but we, i think we did that just because like 
I, we only did that just to like you know get our coach not mad but like irritated because he said not to do that and like well guess what we're gonna do it. and we got like the and specifically we got the really really big ones oh like the biggest God. sizes there classic took down as much as we can and yeah but yeah no beer mile but yeah i do not recommend anything that i've said for you guys to do. <laughs> i do not recommend that you partake in that i mean if you if you really want to i am not gonna stop you but personally i'd That's say right. it's the, not worth the podcast does not condone these types of actions but if you want to yeah. do it i mean i mean if you want to do it do it on your own terms do it on, on your own, own terms yeah, yeah. yeah. what a, i think this is a good place to wrap up right well, here oh you got one more thing yeah. i i got one more very small thing go for it uh Joe mentioned uh, ages ago about him hey. hitting up Paul yeah, just yeah, randomly, yeah, yeah. and I just wanted to talk about that as like a nice little PSA at the end of this. Yeah. So just very briefly, Joe, what was it that made you decide to talk to Paul? The Inside Podcast. The Inside, really? Basically, what happened was um, I had no intention of coming on the show, or I had no intention of like you know talking or anything. So I, what a complete honor to be on the show right what now. A, no, <laughs> no I, I'm glad to be here. Honestly, it's yeah. it's it's honestly so fun. But um, no, I was looking through on um, social media one day, and I knew I didn't know if you were still in the area. And then I was looking through. I looked just I saw Inside Podcasts, and I'm like followed by these people that I have followers with. I'm like interesting. I don't know what this is. And I looked into it. And I see obviously you two guys going at it, and you guys have a podcast, and I see all these people that I've known from high school on it blah 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 and I'm like well like he might still be in the area let me hit up Paul and I know like for the longest time Paul talked about going out on a run with me but I never like you know came down to my word that's but right yeah yeah the other day I did come up down to my word when we went out for a run together when you suggested that four years ago but um more like eight years well maybe not it eight. was four years it was 2016 yeah 2016, yeah like, yeah 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 four years four or five years yeah that was almost five years damn time really does fly but no like and i was like well i want to hit up paul and be like yo like it's been a minute but like if you're because i just moved back from uh from school and now i'm like living back at home and i'm like i just want to see if anyone's still in town because i want to hit up some old friends see how they're doing and stuff like that and then when i learned like i texted him saying like yo like you in town he's like yeah i'm in town blah blah blah, so hang out and stuff and i was really happy that you obviously responded to me and that we talked and we can now like talk again and stuff like that because honestly it's like i just want to hang out more and i just feel like it'd be fun and obviously now i can talk to jake i'll probably hang out with him more and of course it all works out in the end honestly and i'm just glad i hit you guys up and everything absolutely you know a great tangent right there you know if you want to be in the inside podcast please dm jacob <laughs> like seriously yep. or dm us on the instagram yep uh, we love having everybody on and it's just a great way to just you know talk to people and i don't get your voice there get your story out there if yeah. you want to be on just by far the best thing b- best thing about the podcast is just like meeting well for me meeting new people and for, mostly for paul like talking to old friends because you know paul's got all the friends here i'm just kind of you know in the <laughs> background but uh no it, it's been it's been super fun catching up with people, and it's been very, very, very wholesome. And it's nice to hear everyone's stories as they've developed, you know, past past high school for the most part. Some some college buddies as well. But uh, yeah, man, that that's been an amazing part of this podcast. And and well, thanks for reaching out, Joe. No, and absolutely, thank absolutely. You, Joe. Appreciate that. We'll definitely be seeing you guys in the future for to come. And for listeners. Uh, a, a PSA, you know, you, you don't need a podcast to to go ahead and yeah. reach out to some of your old pals. I would say go ahead and do that because you know I I got this thing off, and I want to say freshman year of college, maybe even sophomore year of college, a couple buddies went like, oh, remember this one kid from high school? He was a close friend of mine. Now he doesn't talk to me anymore. What what's going on, right? And um, that's something I would hear every so often, and that always kind of bothered me. Uh, it, you know, there there's to some extent maybe some truth to that maybe they've moved on and and they're being a little bit ignorant or whatever maybe there's truth to that but uh the way i see it is there's always two sides to an uh uh, interaction with someone and and uh 
you can always make that first effort to reach out. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, there's, you know, specific cases where you're reaching out. Like if you're you're the first person to reach out like ten plus times, then of course you know there's you know there's got to be both ends of the story. You know both people got to feel like they're interested, right? But uh, when it in in the situation of like not reaching out in a long time, be that first person, and I'm sure it would make that person's day if you were just like, hey man, I was thinking about you, and you know I want to see how you're doing type thing. That would 100% make that that dude or girl's day, whoever, and uh, yeah, make that happen. And and <laughs> quote the inside podcast yeah, yeah. and just send them there send them our way please yeah but anyway very so good absolutely yeah I think this is a good place to wrap up right there a, a brilliant place to wrap up and with the end of every inside podcast episode, oh, I guess I got one more thing to say <laughs> what do you got and on that note yeah let's recommend some notes Ooh, oh what do you think about that I just that's pretty good no let's recommend some notes nice. so do you know what we do at the end of the inside podcast jam out a little. Well, no, well kind of, yes. We jam out by recommending some jams. Oh, there yeah. you go. We, we recommend some songs for our listeners, some of the stuff go. we've been listening to throughout the, you know, of course, music is a big part of our lives. And we Absolutely. try to try to get a little little touch of that at the end of the podcast here. So we'll recommend a song that, you know, that we've been listening to. So would you like to start, Paul? Yeah, I'll go. I'll go, go for it. You know, this song I'm going to recommend, I'm going to take a little bit of a break the jazz recommendations. No way. Right? That's right, yeah. That's a first. Uh, well, not a first, it, yeah. but very it, yeah. rare. So, like, the song I'm going to recommend is, I, I would assume everybody has heard this song before, but I love the song, and I love the album. In fact, the album is sitting right there in my room. Oh, okay. Goodbye, Yellowbook Road by Elton John. That's the album I'm yeah. going to recommend. Great album, great album. I'm going to recommend the song uh, Benny and the Jets. Nice. Benny and the Jets. That's a Just banger. What a, what a good song. Absolute banger. I don't think I need to say that much about that song. It's just a great song, and uh, it's a good jam. Maybe you listen to it and you go run. I don't know. No. But I'm going to recommend Benny and the Jets. Very good. Very good. Well, uh, my recommendation, I've recommended this artist uh, a few episodes ago as a, a new artist that I've listened to in 2021. Uh, someone that dropped an album this year, and it was fantastic. I've never heard of this person ever. And I did myself a favor and checked out some of his earlier stuff. This one's from 2016, and I absolutely loved it. It's a little bit of a different vibe, but uh, one that I absolutely loved. Uh, the guy, to remind the people, uh, is Bruno Pernadas, uh, some dude from Portugal doing great work out there. And uh, his record from 2016 entitled, Those Who Throw Objects at the Crocodiles Will Be Asked to Retrieve Them. That's the name of the album. Um, and the track that I absolutely love, it's super upbeat and super fun, uh, is called Problem Number Six. Uh, Problem Number Six starts with a nice, funky bass line, super simple and super happy sounding. Um, and the vocals kind of remind me of this other i guess jazz rock group called cortex you know, they're like this french group and kind of remind me of that and i love them a lot too so uh problem number six by bruno pernadas check that track out if you're into something if, if you want to check out something new go for that there you go now obviously my turn for recommendation yes, sir. Right. well at the moment i i'm listening i'm a big classic rock guy and i love good classic rock music but yeah. if i want to recommend a certain song that i listen to on repeat on multiple occasions it's leonard skinner freebird ah, nice yes. leonard classic, skinner classic. freebird just the solo in that just that song in general disgusting solo. disgustingly good <laughs> yeah. and i have that one friend that's been trying to learn to play that and he it's literally probably one of the hardest solos to learn it's just very hard it's a nine minute song it's a long song yeah. but I highly recommend it. It's just whenever like I feel like there's nothing I want to listen to, it's just good ambience to have in the background because it's like it's a simple song. There's not really much to it, but it just 
if, for people that know their music and they know that song, they know it's good. Oh, yeah. I feel that's a great song to like finish a race to, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Like you have like the slow section in the beginning of the song, you know, and it's kind of like that soulful motivation. And then once the end, the race is coming, it gets fast. And you hear yeah, the guitar. Final, yeah, the final Imagine push. finishing a race, running across the finish line with that guitar just going. Yeah, just going, just someone shredding it as you're about to like drop that finish line. Wow. Yeah. I think, you know what? I think all marathons should have like a rock band at the finish line. Just it would make them a lot more 24 7 guitar solo happening at the finish line, you know? Well, because at the end of the race, you're tired and to have some adrenaline to pick you up. That's exactly. Maybe what, yeah. we should have that. We should do that. You get a just, start like a band. Sure, have a guitar solo. Just go like twelve minute guitar solo. We'll, for the, we'll be moderating the first place person. <laughs> but first place is coming within a minute. We got to start playing. You know, no, you guys are like at the end of a pickup truck, and as like the runners are <laughs> yes. going, no, as the runners are going, you lead them on the trail, and then the whole time you guys are just jamming out in the back of That's the pickup brilliant. truck. Yeah. That's yeah. brilliant. I like that. I yeah. know this is the end of the podcast, but this reminds me of like a really uh, a funny video. Have you guys seen the like a video of like a it's like a, a trailer that was made into like a band. You have a drummer and a guitar player and a bass player going on the highway at like 80 miles an hour and they're playing rock music. Have you seen that? I've never. Is it a real life video? It's real life, yeah. No, they, like, I've never seen they that. They take like a motorcycle and add like a trailer to it uh-huh. and it's like a platform and they have a drum drummer, a guitar player, yeah. and a bass, and they're all just like going the high, the air the hair is going back in the wind yeah <laughs> they're going like 80 miles an hour jamming out on the highway it's That's so amazing. unsafe but it's hilarious That's i know hilarious. we're almost done with this but i want to go on another i don't know if you guys have ever seen the movie um mad max fury road uh no, no i've I seen haven't. many trailers and i've it, heard it's very good it's a great movie but like oh in, they got the guitar player no they have the guitar guy and basically they have basically when they're on the war path and whatever like the main villain like they as they're driving like in the vehicles they have all these drums all this guy playing shredding it on the guitar with these speakers on standby so i just wanted to bring that up because that's just a fun little thing I thought of when mm, you said, funny. like, you know, playing music out on a going vehicle. So, yeah. If there's anybody out there who can shred on guitar, hit me up because I think <laughs> there is a market for that. There is a market in this area for shredding guitar. guitar for shredding guitars. For shredding. Applicants for shredding guitars. <laughs> yep. Yep. Please send me 30 seconds of you shredding and we'll talk. <laughs> we'll talk. All yeah. right, then. Thank you so much Absolutely. for listening to this episode of the Inside Podcast, number 39. Thank you very much, Joe Schweik. For oh, thank you for having podcast. me. I appreciate talking with you of guys. Course. And yeah. Yeah. Uh, 39 inside podcast signing off thank you guys so much for listening we appreciate you all being here if you made it this far thank you thank you so much it really does mean a lot bye-bye see you next time adios